All right, listeners, it's another uh, beautiful spring night here at Cutting Weight Cabin. Uh, we've got the whole crew here, and we're flying solo tonight, no guests. But we do have myself, Shami Nona, Jim Ayers, and we're going to take a deeper dive into some of the, uh, I don't know, some of the finer points of cutting weight. There are, I think there we're going to learn, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, learn a, yeah, lot, you know. a lot about each other, I think. Let's just face it. Most people just clicked off cutting weight and just now they're now they're listening to the daily on the new york times probably revisionist history i think I, the the true the true believers are i'm sure still tuned in i mean in. If we, we get, do think we have some some fun topics to talk about here tonight um truth be told one of our one of our guests uh we had a, a conflict in scheduling so we're gonna go uh we're gonna go with just the just the holy triumvirate tonight Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good to you know, dial it back a little bit. Just get back to the roots where, where we all started. That's right. A little, little right. old school. Right here in Cutting Weight Cabin. So, Jim, you uh, brought the beer here tonight, and it, it's another uh, it's another Jackie O special. It is. It's a, it's a limited release. Um, so, it's a new one from them that I haven't seen. It's called Static Flow, and it's a hazy IPA. Uh, unlike most of the IPAs we've sampled over the course of cutting weight, this one's on the lower side for ABV, which, um, you know, 7.30 on a Sunday night probably makes sense. It's probably the right choice. We don't always make the right decisions, but I think mm-hmm. this time mm-hmm. it was it was a prudent one. It's, uh, again, with all like Jackie O's cans, the artwork is really interesting. This looks like a uh, some sort of lizard, like a cross between uh, an iguana and maybe a Komodo dragon walking along the... Uh, the sea floor, if yeah. you will, with um, seaweeds, and there's some sun shining through. And uh, the first sip I took of this, I immediately said to Shane, "Like, wow, this is actually really good. It's uh, doesn't taste like it's a real light IPA, but it, but it is. Um, you know, hazy's the hazy's the way that uh, a lot of these IPAs are going. And I think, I think that, uh, yeah, I like it. I mean, Jackie O's again, Athens, Ohio. We've been kind of doing the Ohio craft beers for a while. We had Ryan Geis last time, and Fatheads. We have to f- try to find some other um, Ohio breweries to highlight, and you know I'm sure that the sponsorship will also increase with um, with that too. Yeah, they should start rolling in any any minute now. I mean, especially after that last podcast. I mean, well, I think the biggest problem is like we don't actually actively try to seek any sponsors. No, <laughs> they're not just going to come to us. No, no. I mean, that was Plan A. I think we've kind of that's run its course. I don't know. <laughs> if they if they knew how much we talked about them, they might. But but we really don't put a whole lot of effort into the show, and it and it comes across in a very organic way. I think our listeners appreciate <laughs> the yeah. lack of effort. Well, and the, the lack of commercials. I mean, <laughs> we don't have to That's cut. It's like, hey, listeners, like try this new, you know manscaping shaving tool just because you know yeah that's a good point i mean a lot of podcasts you listen to they cut in like eight ten times with these commercials and i just no. fast forward through all of them you don't get that here this is just pure unadulterated whatever well, you want to call it well and, and we're not influenced by our any sponsors like we can say whatever <laughs> we true. want and not have to we worry will about not be bought <laughs> we that that's I mean, we, really we, we, we would be, I would be bought. we're willing to be bought but at this point we haven't been bought by anyone what do you say we just start doing ads for indeed and send them check send them send them bills <laughs> anything why you owe us big time <laughs> we've been talking like like even ryan guys like hey guys 
you know how much advertising we yeah. put? Like, here's an Oof. invoice. Yeah, there's we're, there's. we're willing to accept a fraction of this total of the invoice. <laughs> it is negotiable. Even if you just want to send us up a couple six packs, we send would. us a fifth barrel of your beer. That'd be fine with us. And then we don't have to take this to court. I feel like this is a nutrient dense beer. Uh, like a like I don't know. There's it almost tastes honestly, like an orange Julius. Remember orange Julius? It's all the stuff you'd think would be in there, and like it's it might be like an orange Julius. There's citrusy, but then it's like a finish, like a wheatgrass finisher, <laughs> like yeah. a, a shot of kelp. But just which would I? I which find I think the, there's kelp on the. I can. find the art confusing, right? Like I maybe I'm just looking at the looking at the uh, lizard in the ocean swimming through the kelp, and that's what I'm tasting. Yeah, it's weird. Your mind plays tricks on you. You see something and then you taste that. I get it. Yeah, that, get it. Uh, I think you're right. It's a static, right. static flow. I think that's what you guys were trying to seek this morning out yeah. on the golf course. Static, static flow. Static flow. That's what I usually have when I play golf in the morning. A static flow of urine for like every other hole. That's, Jim is known for urinating on every other hole when yeah. you play in the morning with him. I like to mark my territory. Jim, you got a kick out of. We played with a lefty today. Um, a friend of mine from the neighborhood here went out and played with us and. Uh, Man, he really choked up on the barrel. Choked down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he choked down. Like he was down to the metal. Was, he, the was he bunting? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never seen a driver choke down that he much. Was, he have was you, slicing. Have you ever seen my father at a golf club? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. It's, it's similar. It's a real, real short backswing. It's almost like a hockey slap shot. John Rahm esque. Oh no, that's that's not even close. It almost like you don't even notice there is a backswing. It's almost more of like it's placement in the palm. It's like a push. It's like a a whack, a little whack. One of those Ronnie Dangerfield, you just hit the button and it goes flying. <laughs> Your dad would be a great. Uh, he'd get inside people's heads. This guy was t- this guy's talking my ear off the entire time. You know that water over there? I put that fountain in seventy years ago. <laughs> so you get how was how was your guys' golf round today? Uh, was, we got a lot of practice, a lot of practice, a lot, lot of shots, a lot of shots, a lot of practice, a lot of fast downhill putts. Um, yeah, Chardon Lakes. Shout out to Chardon Lakes. I mean, for what for what we scored, we played in four hours. Yeah, we did. Um, we it did was play. enjoyable. The company was good. That's it was all, a beautiful that's day. Ask. Oh, I mean, beautiful, you can't, uh, perfect yeah, day. It was a great day. I felt like uh, fashion wise, I should have got a couple strokes. I had a really nice outfit. Yeah, Jim, you would have been you would have been really proud. Yeah. Of you should have taken a picture. I mean, I, yeah. I, well, guys, I do. I, I'll post it. You guys know. <laughs> I take a picture of myself before. I mean, I, I look at. I I enjoy golf fashion. I think you guys know that. Yeah, you really celebrate it. I uh, with, with every outfit. I every remember. Round. I've I remember. never seen the thing I admire most is I've never seen a repeat. Maybe a belt. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's kind of an issue too. There's you know, <laughs> when when like I look in my closet and. Like seventy percent of all the clothes in my closet are golf related clothes. Like again, for my job I really don't have to like wear nice clothes. So I have like maybe four nice clothes like going out yeah, options. Yeah, you wear work pants all day. Um but then everything else is just like my <laughs> my budget for my um wardrobe tends to go towards golf, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I would say if it's true. It shows. But I got out of the I got out of the car at Chardon Lakes and they just started playing Billy Squire Stroke Me. <laughs> Is that good, <laughs> huh? Like, what, what, what were you wearing? I mean I, I, I need to know. I, they were giving me a hard time because I wear these uh I bought these Adidas cross joggers. Yeah, they're gonna jog, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's like Justin Thomas. Style. Exactly. And I had my and I also had an Adidas I had my Adidas shoes on and then I had my Adidas windbreaker on and uh 
but Shane noted that I screwed it up because I wore an Oakley hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were yeah. so close. Yeah. Oh. You were so close. Man. I remember the one time, this was, geez, Mike, I don't know, 10 years ago. You were living in uh, Colorado Springs. Yeah. And we were out visiting my sister-in-law. We and went and played up, played up in Golden? Yeah, we played Fossil Trace. Yeah. But I think I was talking to Melissa beforehand, and like the shirt that you wore... Like she had a problem with it because it was like she it was like it was it. like UCLA blue <laughs> it was. and yellow and white and she's like it looks like a McDonald's like worker shirt <laughs> which like I, I didn't think of that at first but like after she said that I'm like it kind of does look like a McDonald's shirt <laughs> it was an Under Armour shirt it had like the it had like the the smallest hint of like <laughs> you know it had a but yellow the, stripe here and it looked like like a, but an the, arch but I the guess. golden arches on the, yeah. on the left chest that's what really gave it away that's right. <laughs> I was ready to get like some nuggets with that. It wasn't and, the golden arcs like McDowell's from Coming to America. And I was wearing a hairnet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't want to get hairs in the fries, or or on those over those birdie putts. <laughs> on those, yeah, you don't want hair in your eyes on no. the birdie putts. Um, yeah, but I, you, what if you got shots for fashion or two two stroke penalty for you know a tire that doesn't match? That should I that I'm okay with that. I, mean, I usually do an okay job matching. It's not overall. It's, I'm, not a, it's, I'm not a Jim Ayers when it comes to One it. One thing but. I've noticed about both of you that I um, I fight with every fiber of my body is you guys are you guys are and maybe it's just my belly that I'm fighting it with. But <laughs> the uh, you guys uh, are, are shirts tucked in guys religiously. No matter regardless of you could be playing at you could be playing at Lost Nation and those shirts would be tucked in. Yeah, I do. You, you I could do play at Bobolink. <laughs> And you would be, you'd have it tucked in the Vermilion Country Club. Speaking of similar tucked. courses, we were talking about uh, the Dan Plato Golf League is extending, excuse me, into this summer, and the first event is this Wednesday at Briardale, which is, yeah, you know, you could probably, you know, set that up there with Baba Link or Lost Nation and yeah. give yeah. them a run for their money. Yeah, Briardale. You said uh, have you, you, so. I, you've never played at Briardale. I've never been. What uh, listeners when I asked Shane and Jim about Briardale, listen, you you get you need to have your head on a swivel at Briardale. You need to bring it's your com- hard hat. It's combat golf. Not, bring your hard hat, not because you're going to go to work and grind. It's because you, there's going to be balls coming at you from every direction. I had, like Shane in high school. I was playing with Timmy Gibbons there once, and I don't know. It's, it's like the fourth or fifth hole, and literally, if you hit it over the green at all, it just goes over. What is that like two hundred Street? Or no, it's two fiftieth on one side and Babbitt on the other, right? Yeah, maybe two fiftieth. At any rate, like Charlie I, I sculled a you know shot from fifty yards out, flew over the green, like went through the fence and like rolled into someone's garage, like right across two <laughs> fiftieth. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's keep. No, he used to live over there. You went to high school with Nick Mann. Remember him? You know, it's so weird. You said I saw him at Home Depot in Chardon this week. Wow, that's randomly. Crazy. Yeah, that is. Really yeah, he lived right there. He used to have like a bucket of balls in his in his garage because people would hit him through the fence over oh there. Oh my god! It was like not only are you not safe on the course, you're not safe if you're like a neighbor <laughs> of any of the course. I mean, no. But on the on the flip side is though you can you can hit one three fairways over and you're still in play because there's not a lot of trees. It, yeah. It's wide open if you don't if you Link keep style. it. Link if you keep style. it on the course, like. But on the gonna. but on the flip side of that, if you're playing three holes over and you can get whacked by a ball ball coming yes. from three fairways over and not see anything coming, and <laughs> next thing you know, like a ball's flying across your there's, b- there's pros and cons to that. <laughs> so yeah, if, if you can make it, Mike, I think you should really try to play on Wednesday. It's uh, I'd like to do it. I was telling Shane today I'd like to get to the, a frequency where I feel like playing once a weekend. You know, is is 
better than than most guys. I'd say that's more frequent than your than your average Joe. But a nine, you know, midweek or something would probably go a long way to help help my uh, my game improvement. That along with any kind of lesson, <laughs> <laughs> maybe some practice. <laughs> maybe that online along with some some practice. Speaking of golf, we just um, kind of wrapped up the. PGA Championship earlier this afternoon. Brooks Kepka won. It was his fifth major. Yep. Third PGA Championship. It's his third major victory in the state of New York at three different courses, which has never happened, which is kind of crazy. Um, they loved him. I mean, they were. Yeah, but did you? Up. I think I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Yesterday, when him and Bryson. Oh man, he got booed the, big time on, on the, the first, first tee. Yeah. Like Ooh. and from Florida, Brooks Kepka. Like, yeah, it was kind of weird. From they, New York or something? No, Bryson's yeah. from Texas. I yeah, mean, they, they said it was weird because there was like no booze to them like up until that point, and then they were together, and you know they don't like each other. Are we sure whatever. it wasn't Brooks? No, it sounded like uh, a booze. It was booze. It was pretty yeah. much booze. Huh. Yeah, it was maybe maybe about his uh, his wife. I don't know. Boobs. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> <laughs> on a, like on, a, I think the the what really stole the or maybe the the coolest storyline of the whole tournament was that uh, Michael Block, the PJ oh, Pro from. California, Arroyo Valley Country Club or something, something like that. And that, he uh, and he had a fucking ace today. He dunked it on fifteen. Literally, it dunked it like they said. It didn't even touch the the pin. It literally went straight in. Did you see the, the picture of the hole when they showed it afterward? No. Like the the one half of the hole where it landed, it just destroyed it. <laughs> it literally and, and on the fly, it just destroyed the one half. And that's why they had to wait because Shuffler's yeah. group was behind them and they had to fix the hole. How wow. does it stay in and not like bounce out? I, I I've seen that happen before, and I'm like, I don't get like with that much force, you would think it would bounce out of the hole, but yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. But like we were watching highlights of it here earlier this afternoon and uh i mean we, i was welling up in the eyes just thinking about like oh that you know, was so awesome uh, yeah it was very cool and then he part you know he got up and down to par it and now he qualifies for valhalla yeah um which we should which i so signed cool. up for tickets for <laughs> i told Saul that when, which before should, you got here we should yeah. maybe think about going down there next year for a round or two yeah yeah and just to see his his reaction when he's talking to uh uh, that girl. Oh, the interview, Amanda. Yeah. Amanda, yeah, boy. If I, what did I tell you earlier? Like, if I had to guess, like, what sport she was a commentator for, I would have said it's boxing. <laughs> like, I said oof. women's so- uh, softball, but yeah. Well, I was reading an article this morning in Golf Magazine. Um, uh, a writer for there had, who was at the PJ interviewed Michael Block after yesterday's round, and. He wrote this article, and he called his home course back in California, and was talking to the other like assistant pro there, or the other the manager of the course or whatever, and was getting a bunch of information from him, just you know, kind of ask questions to Michael Block about his story and this and that, and then he's like, "Are there a lot of people hanging out at the course, your home course, like watching there?" He's like, "Oh my God, there's a pub called O'Neill's, like that's a bar right yeah. at the course." He's like, for the last three days, it has been packed, and like it's basically a watch party to watch this guy play golf. Yeah. And the writer's like, can you send me a picture of you know this so I can show Michael because I think that'd be pretty cool. And he's like, I'll do you one better than that. And then like a couple seconds later, he sent him a video, and it was after <clears throat> like Michael Block had made this big birdie putt yesterday, and he was filming it in this O'Neills, and like they're literally like chanting like yeah. soccer style <laughs> chanting like block block block, and it shows him, and then you know they go crazy, the putt goes down. And then Michael Block's watching this on this writer's phone, 
and like he's like he's like man i told you you didn't you're gonna make me cry like i told you not to do this and he started getting eyes welled up i mean it was just such a cool story oh gosh for him to do that they did the same thing today they showed him the video from his ace the place was the place was and his son was the one who sent the video yeah so like he was like you're gonna make yeah same thing make me cry again like he's gonna be telling stories in that bar for the rest of his life well, when he made the ace, because I was listening to an interview of him after the round on the way over here, and uh, they was like, walk me through that. He's like, well, I hit a, you know, I was into the wind. I knew I couldn't hit this club or this club, so I decided just to hit like a flighted seven low. As soon as I hit, he's like, I knew it was good, and it was like it was tracking toward it. So I'm thinking, you know, it's probably going to be like maybe inside 10 feet, maybe five feet. And, and Rory starts walking off, and he's like, then all of a sudden, Rory comes back, and he's walking towards me, and he, like, hugs me, and he's like, this is kind of weird. Why is Rory hugging me if I just hit something, like, five feet? Yards. He's like, it went in the hole. He's like, shut up. Like, get out of here. He's like, no, it went in the hole. <laughs> he's like, what is Rory McIlroy hugging me for? This is weird. Hats off to Rory, too, and the way, you know, he kind of... Yeah, cheered him on the, through the tell through all of that round. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He it was a great uh, great sportsmanship by Rory. Though. What was another Rory. like example of a crazy moment that Rory was associated with? Remember last year final round in Masters when he holed out from the bunker? Oh yeah, on eighteen, and then um, what's his name? The from California, young young Asian Asian American kid Morikawa. Morikawa gets up next and like hits his out of the bunker and holes out and like that back-to-back birdie hole outs from bunkers and like the whole place was going crazy i mean <laughs> yeah rory just cool. needs to like avoid playing like garbage the first two rounds of every tournament you yeah. Know? yeah yeah he kind of backed so off some of the the live stuff this week he's like i'm, I'm done talking about it like I, I need to focus on my golf so hopefully there's some more he can just focus on that, and there's some more good things to come from him. Because it's fun when he's in contention, that's for sure. He's so exciting. Like, he can birdie every hole, but then he, he throws in, like, double bogeys a couple times around that, like, just backtracks him, you know? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I couldn't keep the sevens off the scorecard today. We've <laughs> <laughs> got a few snowflakes They weren't all par fives. It was, it was, a, it was <laughs> a gritty seven net six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mike, what were you saying? You went to your son's soccer today, and you had some, something interesting happen there at uh Oh, well, I mean, memories just kept coming back to me as I went. And I don't, I don't try not to pee in Portageons a lot, but I did. I have to this today, and uh, so I went to, uh, I went to the Portageon, and I always give it a courtesy knock. And I learned this lesson in Afghanistan. One of the uh, third country nationals that work, you know, on the base that have to go through, you know, a pretty, pretty. Uh, a pretty heavy background check, but you know they come from all all over the world. You can imagine they're not, um, you know, not some of the higher, you know, the wealthiest countries in the world. Anyway, I uh, made the mistake. I go up to this row of porta johns, and uh, the green thing is showing, and I open it up, and there's <laughs> there's a there's a uh, there's a, a national from Afghanistan who's got who's squat he's not sitting on the porta john he's squatting over it and he's got his robe lifted up and I'm just looking directly at his junk <laughs> and he's he's got both feet up on the seat and he's squatting kimchi he's like standing like kimchi <laughs> squatting on on the toilet like looking right at me and I'm like first of all you got to lock the door Second of all, you're gonna make a mess. <laughs> like, I, but I was just like, "What have I seen?" And I can remember, like, like I was just frozen. I couldn't. Well, is it, I couldn't close it. Is fast it just enough. like a regular porta potty that you'd see here? Yeah, yeah. Regular. And he, he's jump. standing on like where the toilet seat level. He's standing upper deck, 
knees knees in different time zones <laughs> in the deepest squat you've ever seen a power lifter in is that picture just ingrained in your head for the rest of your <laughs> oh, life yeah 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 and the thing is and and so you learn porta john like uh for and just great graffiti on an army base <laughs> oh, you know, like imagine. you can just imagine like some of the and some of it's pretty erotic. <laughs> like it's like, oh my gosh! Like like he like drew, just like think they would write things or actual pictures. They would write things and then they would draw like women, and like they would draw like penises and like everything else. And someone's just like, wow, that, that's great detail. <laughs> like you, you missed your call. You should not be like. Here. I don't know how many of these you've seen in your life, but I've never like studied one like this. Are you like, a, are you a gynecologist? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but then, but the, then also, like you, you do, you always courtesy knock. Always green, green, red. No matter what, you, you courtesy knock. And if it's red, obviously somebody's in it. But then the the handles get busted. They these Porter Johns have been there for how long was the war in Afghanistan? I mean, they they don't. I don't know how often they you know Halliburton is swapping these things out, right? Um, so the. Uh, the other time, <laughs> I got caught in like a tug of war <laughs> with the thir- with another guy who's they they drive the honey truck and the honey truck is just a waste truck that comes and pumps all these things out. We call it the honey truck. Why just, the fuck would you call it a honey truck? Because it's just brown shit. Just it looks like honey when it you know yeah, when I'm they're, sure it doesn't smell they're like pumping honey. it out. No, it does not. Um, but but I <laughs> I'm inside. The door, the the only port john that I get in, the, the handle's broke. So the, the locking mechanism doesn't work. So I've got a firm grip on the handle, and I can hear. So you're, you're using the port john at this I'm point. I'm using the port okay. john and I'm doing number two. <laughs> which, it, it, you know. Yeah. Well, if you're doing what, number what, one, it's hard what, to hold like, the There ain't nowhere to do it anywhere else. And, and man, once you once you get started, like you're you're committed. That's <laughs> right. So I, I hear the sandals coming. <laughs> they're coming I around hear the, the bend. sandals coming, <laughs> and, uh, coming and you know, you, the the, but one of the honey truck drivers who who was a national of the country comes around and <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck, he's coming right, he's coming right for it, and he pulls on the handle, and I and the door opens a little bit and I pull back. And he keeps pulling. I'm like, <laughs> like, was there was there any words? Like, hey I'm man, like, Pablo. Hey, come on, man. Like, you think? What do you think? You think this is? You know, you if you win, you get to come in. You think there's just a really strong like, like spring on the end of this door? Yeah. Like, is this a bear out there? Like, he's trying to get in. I'm like, hey, come on now. But he wouldn't like go. So, so how did that get resolved? Well, he finally relented. <laughs> oh, there must be another human, human being inside. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he must have had to go too pretty bad. I don't know. Yeah. Something. And I'll, yeah, I'll tell you, you get you get like the you get the bubble guts there pretty bad. Oh, I bet. Oh. And like you, you know, you get to a situation like that happened to me. This is initial invasion. We had two porta johns that were made out of wood. Not porta johns. I mean, these were like these were shacks, right? That you had a fifty-gallon drum that was shaved in half, full of like <laughs> full of diesel. <laughs> uh. But you, well, it was empty. But you'd put diesel in it and then burn it. Um, but they they were just fifty-gallon drums shaved in half, and then you 
put them under there and you it would just catch shit and piss all day and, and honestly it was only for number twos because you go piss anywhere um but <laughs> we get up to where we're going it's been like three days since i've taken a dump because the mres like back you up pretty good yeah so i i mean but i've got jumpers in the door <laughs> <laughs> the, the lights the lights the, green the and light. it needs to get you need to 30 get 30 seconds <laughs> the drop zone is in sight like what's the what's the sound they make on stand by me when the guy's belly is about to when the guy, <laughs> but anyway so i i absolutely have to go and when i go up there to, to take this shit whoever drew um like shit burning detail that day three girls oh my lord <laughs> three girls and they were just about to put they were just i mean i mean these things are are topped off you can almost see like the the stuff they're coming. cresting yeah they're, and i was like oh, oh, oh ladies <laughs> they're pulling it out getting ready to burn it which would have taken the crapper out of service for the next you know hour or two hours whatever and i was like oh, oh, oh ladies <laughs> let me put Not the cherry so fast, on this my sunday <laughs> And the whole time I'm shitting, I'm thinking like, and you know, the anon the anonymity of crapping in a poor right. John is usually a savior. These girls know exactly <laughs> what I'm about to do. They're about to drag it out as soon as I'm done. Oh man! <laughs> like I, you know, and talk I was, about an icebreaker. They, they see you come out. Oh like, yeah. yeah, they see me go in. They watch. They wait for me. And then they watched me come out, and I was just like thinking in my head about, oh, oh, by the way, the one on top, that one's mine. <laughs> You're in welcome. Case, in case you were wondering, <laughs> you think later they were like, uh, Major Stahl, uh I mean, there and there was one. There, this is in Afghanistan too. We don't know who took this dump. This is the thing of legends they still talk about. We, we, there was there was a PowerPoint presentation of this dump. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you guys. It was the length of of my forearm, and it was about the width. It was, it was about the girth of my forearm, and <laughs> I can just remember thinking, "Oh my God, find this poor man! Like, where is he? Like, he's probably he's somewhere and he's dead. He couldn't have gotten far." Because I think that's mostly intestine what we're looking at. Yeah, but the, if if you saw like a a bad one like that, you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, uh, pretty frequently take pictures of it. The graffiti. Uh, let me back up one second. The, the graffiti got so bad in Afghanistan. At one point, the battalion commander or the brigade commander ordered that all the doors be taken. At this point, uh, we had gotten like the containerized bathrooms where you'd have you'd have sinks and um, a water tank, and it was about the size of a cabin. But you'd have stalls on either side, and you could you could go in there and take a take a proper dump <laughs> say, hey those things are important take a take a proper dump well the graffiti got so bad in those things you remember though i mean and that's just an that's just a a a, a, a degenerate's dream white oh, yeah. walls oh yeah um you know you're not dealing with that plastic you know texture you i mean this is just it's, mean, it's, it's your canvas <laughs> yeah exactly go to work <laughs> And the and and, and the, it got so bad that uh, he ordered that all the doors be taken off of the, of the stalls. <laughs> so for about a week, you go to the bathroom and you see your buddy. It's just like, hey, hey, he's a big guy. Hi, I'm on the way in. 
<laughs> taking, but literally, you're just guys in there taking dumps. Oh man, it's not like you could wait. Like I'll just go in an hour. Like you're on a schedule. Like you got you got you got a few minutes to get this done. It's not like we're posting guards to stop them from the graffiti. Like the doors coming off. You know, I don't know. Like that. I don't think that helped. Um, did the, did he think the graffiti was just really bringing morale down? Well, it was. It got. To, it wasn't all sexuals, unfortunately. Uh, but it, you know, it would say derogatory things about like, him, the, the the brigade, the you know whoever. It would it would you know give out. Uh, it would you know say things about other you know females or guys in the battalion, and it got got kind of got bad in that way. But it got toxic in more ways than a bathroom should. Let's just say. <laughs> There's a certain level of toxicity that's acceptable. That's it. It's an acceptable amount. Anyway, that those are my Porta John adventures in Afghanistan, Shane. Thanks. Was, <laughs> thanks for sharing, Mike. I can't say that I've really had any experiences in a Porta John that have been to that uh, well, level. If you ever find yourself in a wrestling match over that door handle, <laughs> I'm going to think of that now. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I've been in firefights and everything else, but <laughs> I, came, I came knuckle to knuckle with a... <laughs> with a Afghan head take a growler. <laughs> oh my lord. Ay, ay, ay. All right, Shane, what's uh what's next on the docket there? Um you guys were telling me about some jury duty show you're watching oh, that was oh good. God. Well actually I heard it from Dan Plato, friend of the show. Two time guest. Two time uh, so, is there our only two timer? I think so. He might be our only two time guest. Although I did get a, uh, I did run into Chris Matola, Frank's brother, a couple weeks ago, and he said that we need to have Frank back on on the show again. <laughs> we need a proper Frank. That needs to be like a Saturday, he, yeah, Saturday night, person. like yeah, yeah. But uh, so Dan was telling me about a show. It's on Amazon. It's called Jury Duty, and the premise of the show is, it's an actual court case, but every single person. The judge, the lawyers, the jury, everyone is an actor except for one guy who's on the jury. And <laughs> and he thinks this is all like a legit oh, thing. Oh, I, I have heard about this. And yeah. like James Mardson, who's a famous actor, is actually in it and he plays himself. But everyone else is just like, you know, probably working actors that you wouldn't know anyway. But it, it's absolutely hysterical because this guy ends up getting picked as like the jury leader and like the jury selection process and everyone who else is in the jury are just these like collection of oddballs complete oddballs and this guy's oblivious to the fact that this is just a big hoax <laughs> and the, the different like hijinks that ensues from like what's happening and they just keep on zooming in on the guy it's it's kind of like they're filming it too like there's cameras yeah. there like it's, like it's like the truman show it's like we're documenting an actual case you know and that's why there's cameras here otherwise the guy would be like why are there fucking cameras here but the whole thing is like we're filming this you know just to be a doc a docu-series on jury duty and this and that but this guy has no idea that everyone's actor and james martinson plays a he plays like kind of a clueless you know big timey kind of actor and he's funny the other people there's like these really strange people that are on the jury that are, are just very funny so if you guys get a chance i know mike said you watched like maybe one of the first episodes <laughs> yeah yeah it is very funny yeah it's like uh kind of like um uh candid camera type deal where they're just like catching this guy's reaction to every weird thing that unfolds like throughout the entire show and these people are like actively trying to like just screw up the case and everything else and he's he's been made the uh 
the what, what do they call it like the jury foreman <clears throat> yeah he's a foreman yeah and uh he's trying to hurt all these cats like through the entire show like I, I there's so many like things that happen but like um people are um you know everybody's trying to get out of it so they're doing all this dumb stuff like the one guy um they're talking beforehand <laughs> and, well they're asking him so the the, the character yeah, they're asking him how to get out. His of- name's Ronald, yeah. and that's like the real guy that doesn't know this is fake. His name's Ronald, and they're like asking him. How- and they're, meanwhile, they're not even really supposed to be talking to each other because they're in the jury selection process. Right. So you're really not even supposed to be communicating with yeah. potential jurors. And um, the one guy's kind of whispering to him. He's like, "Yeah, I really want to get out of here because I'm supposed to go on this trip with my girlfriend." <laughs> and like it's, <laughs> and it's you know, it's, I've been, we've had this book for months, and I don't know how to get out of it. And then Ronald like jokingly says, "Well." You should do it like one time on the on Family Guy. Like one right, guy, yeah. guy tried to get out of jury duty. He's like, "What did he say?" He's like, "Well, you just you just tell the people when they start asking questions like that you're racist." And the guy's like, "Oh, that's a really good idea." <laughs> and like, so then he does it. Yeah, he does so, the, it. so he stands up and he's like, and he gives him a whole litany of reasons why he couldn't do it: work, family, whatever. And the judge is like, "Well, I, I see a fit to be a juror." And he and so he pauses and he looks over at Ronald, and Ronald goes. And he's like he waves him off. He's like, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it!" And he goes, I, "I'm a racist." And the judge is like, "I'm sorry. Well, we're not asking any more questions." He's like, no, "I'm a, I'm a racist, right? Right, Ronald?" And, and Ronald's like, like, "No, I don't know. I don't even know what he's talking about." Well, then they go to like this one super old lady, and they're like, "Is there any reason why you couldn't be a juror?" She's like, "This just it's just not really my thing." He's like, "Well, that's good enough for me. You're dismissed." <laughs> and they're like looking at each other like, "What?" <laughs> So is there like a thing at the end where he like finds out? I don't know. I haven't gotten, gotten that far. That far. I, gotten I don't far know. Yet. I want the report back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's just very funny because it's it's always funny to have any sort of situation where like everyone's in on the joke except for the one guy, and you just watch this guy <laughs> and they completely mess with them. It is so it's funny. Yeah, they're like oh, 20, 25 minute you know episodes, but it's good. Yeah, it's super good. So I was thinking the other day, I'm like, is there anything like different topic, but in your life that you did that you're just like. You don't know why you did it, and you're really ashamed about it. All right, end the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the mics off. Like, Cut it. Like, That's it, Shane. Get out of here. Like, maybe when you were a kid, at least. You know, it's not so bad. But I was, I, I, I always forget about the story, but, so one time when I was, I had to be like eight, nine years old, maybe. So my grandmother, old Italian lady, you know, made awesome sauce, meatballs, everything. So I was over there one time with her. Probably Saturday, we're making meatballs for Sunday dinner. You're making gabagoo. Gabagoo. <laughs> Some Brazil <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I knew a recipe. We're making the meatballs. We're forming everything. We got, we're like three quarters of the way done. We got them in the pans, everything. And I don't know what it was. I got mad about something. I started firing meatballs around the kitchen. <laughs> how was, old, wait, how old were you? 16. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I have you said eight or nine. I thought maybe like yeah, maybe eight or nine, maybe ten. What what would have possessed you to start? Whipping I, I have no idea what got into me, but I literally remember like whipping one like at the like the side door. Like somebody was trying to come in. Is I, this at your grandma's house or your? Yeah, your, my uh, grandmother's house in uh, on Bryn Mawr in Wycliffe. Huh. I just started fucking firing meatballs. I threw like ten meatballs against the wall, against the door. Like I don't know. I I still have no idea. Like. What got into like what would possess me to throw meatballs at no my grandmother's idea. house? Did you did you did you get any repercussions for this out, outburst? I don't know. I I think maybe everybody was just so scared of like were you wearing this isn't normal. Like I wasn't a kid that would like was yeah. prone to these type of things, but 
Were you experimenting with crystal meth at that time in your life? Had you seen The Sopranos? Oh, would, that, would, that, would that cause it? Maybe. <laughs> I think Were you wearing pretty- a wife beater? <laughs> There's there's a fifty fifty chance I was wearing. Did you a have an beater. Italian horn gold chain on your little ten year old neck? <laughs> for sure, I had that going on. <laughs> did you, you? You had you one did of those, right? Oh yeah, I had that for sure. Well, I don't know when I was that little, but when I was in high school and college. So why did you why did you stop wearing it? Um, well, I, I had it in college. I had the horn and the cross, and um, I wore it to practice one time and forgot I had it on, so I took it off and hung it on the board, like in the lock in the. Is this in, in high rest- school? No, this was in college, and um. I left it there and I forgot about it and I went. I didn't remember till like later at night after class or whatever. And I went back and it was gone and I never bought another one. What did, I don't even. Did you ever have your ear pierced? Yeah. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, you did. I thought you might. In college, it was like senior year, like right at the end. You had your ear pierced in college. I got both ears pierced. We went on like senior no trip shit. and stuff. Yeah. Gosh, how did that fly that. at the country line dancing bar that you worked at? <laughs> I, I was not working there anymore after that um, experience. One of these days, we'll have to get Melissa on. She just went to uh, country line dancing with her sister and uh, her niece, uh, Mandy's daughter, Kaylee, down in uh, Canton. When we I go think. on the golf trip this year at Turning Stone, oh, yeah, there's, 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 con- like a, there's a country scoop. bar. We're gonna be, we're all going to be line dancing. I hope, I'd, like to see, I'd like to watch you cut it up. I mean, but the, they what they the said was, crawl, I'm, I'm do you think in. you still have the moves? I don't know. If, I mean, I knew some of the line dances. I don't want to call I had Do the you moves. still have cowboy boots? No, I don't. Do you have a cowboy hat? Yes, I think so. Well, you, think that do. needs to be in your bag. Yeah, put that in your wear it for a round too. It's it's that weird cowboy hat though. It's like leather and it has like I think you'd stop, stop right there. It sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think stop. you said it looks like ocelot one time. <laughs> if I recall, it's very rare. Very rare. <laughs> it's got a little 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 tiny red feather on the side. I bought it. In of after, course it does. I think I bought Are it. Are you sure it's not part of Three Musketeers outfit? <laughs> It's not that much different, is it? <laughs> Come on and dance here, D'Artagnan. <laughs> play some, play some Shania. Put the Dixie Chicks on. But what they said was that uh, some of the folks, you know, you wouldn't know it, but they're pretty fleet of foot when they get out there, like big guys doing like splits and spins and and uh, twists and all that stuff. Like it's it's pretty athletic. I'm sure. I mean, I've seen TikTok videos. It's not so. the electric slide. You could do a. There's a country version of electric slide though. You put some extra spins in there. Yeah, I bet. It's, it's, it's well, and a, barrel, a barrel turn and a yaw. <laughs> My homework for you, Shane, over the next four weeks, I want you to really hone your skills because come Turning Stone, Boot Scoot Boogie, we, we're, I want to we'll, see it. For our listeners, we're going to post a video. Yes. I think you, you owe that to them. On a website that eventually we will establish. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> right, I got to watch some videos of... of remember how to do a few of those so Scott. like but not to go not to go just to go back for a second what exactly does the italian horn even represent like i don't understand what's that i think it's virility it's, like isn't it no it's, it's like, not it's not like the horn of plenty that's i think that's more thanksgiving <laughs> no yeah i think it's no i think it's like a i think it's like a rhinoceros horn that if you you snort the the grindings of it you get boners constantly but it's it's like it's a swirly shape yeah, it is. All right, so know. Shane, explain it. It's it's the Maloik. It's to keep the evil spirits away. Isn't that? It's like one Sebastian Maniscalco skate what he's talking about that. He's like, eh, hey, what is the it? car? Yeah, because he gets a new car. It's going to fucking murder you. Yeah, it's the Maloik. It's to keep the keep the evil spirits away. Okay. It's like for evil sin. Like, I think Sebastian's, because he's got one hanging from his rearview window, or like mirror. 
and he's trying to explain it to his girl he's got yeah, on a yeah, date I've and she's like it. what is that he's like it's, it's to keep the evil spirits away it's like it's fucking it. it just like makes him like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah it's like you you know a horn to keep the evil spirits away <laughs> shane what how recent has it been since you got your last tattoo um after carly was born so probably like 13 plus years ago yeah yeah would any of anyone have a desire to get a tattoo now um i've thought about it but i I have to say that like those thoughts are pretty fleeting like for like a minute i'll be like man i'd love to get a tattoo just all up and down my forearm of something super awesome yeah then i'm like do i really yeah there's nothing i like overly want like if I ever thought of something that I really thought was cool, I would I would get. Another I mean, let's one, just all not. get like cutting weight right across the chest. Well, I'm just I'm reminded of <laughs> what about your stomach. Like I'm, I mean, I have a terrible. <clears throat> excuse me, I have a terrible tattoo from, you know, that my senior trip to Panama City. That you know, they apparently you don't. They'll it was just, it was a rite of passage. They'll put just about anything on a 18 year old kid with with 60 bucks. Um, Shane, you've got uh, you know the, the country. Italy, Italy, on, of on, course, with the flag. I mean, that was a good eighteen-year-old decision. You should have just got an Italian horn tattooed right where it would normally hang if you had a chain on. Right, I can do that now. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Is there a tattoo parlor in Turning Stone? Remember, you remember your so. bachelor party? <laughs> <laughs> Stall right. in Nashville. Just we're like, the we, three of us. We bet. Oh like, we're not God. there for a day. And, and it, then he, yeah, we're we, not showed up with a suit and a Ziploc bag with a toothbrush and a pair of underwear. That was his carry-on. <laughs> flew back home the very next morning. Like, yeah, he, he flew in that afternoon and went home. For his nephews, yeah, uh, I mean, he was there less than like twelve hours, probably. Yeah. But he made it out. But, but we were in a tattoo. Yeah, parlor. we were in a tattoo parlor on what's the main drag there in Nashville? Uh, broad, Broadway, or Broad, yeah, yeah. Broadway. And we were, uh, we were, we were like picking. We, so we somehow convinced Shane that like he was going to get a tattoo. We were going to force him to get a tattoo, <laughs> and it, like he, he couldn't pick it out. And it was just like through a a binder of tattoos you could pick from. Well, I it think was it like, was like you guys are like. Hey, why don't we all get one? But we get to pick it, and, and then, then like, we like, Shane's, Shane's goes going first. first. Shane's going first. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so then he takes his binder, and it's like four inches thick. And I'm like, all right, close your eyes, flip it to any random page, and like put your finger on it. And it was it was like a road runner or something, wasn't? It? Or no, it was like a flying frog. It was a frog with wings. <laughs> I, I but one of us like one of us like flipped to the biggest baddest like indian chief head with a head big feathered headdress <laughs> like could you imagine the, explaining that to people it's like in kingpin when he wakes up he's like oh, desecrate my body he doesn't realize on his back he's just got like a huge like yeah. warlock <laughs> oh. by the way shout out to all the girls with like sleeve tattoos and bad teeth like good for them i don't think the girl, they got their priorities girls don't really straight. do tramp stamps anymore do they I mean, I think just because of what it became, <laughs> became known as a tramp stamp. <laughs> yeah. doesn't sound or good or the ones that did twenty years ago, they don't look so good. Yeah, anymore. they don't. No. no, it's kind of sagged down. It's you have to kind of mush the skin around to even figure out what it was at one point. <laughs> Isn't there's a Saturday Night Live skit where it says where it used to say "pretty lady" and then it, they show it like yeah. now I'll watch it over time. It says "pretty sad." <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Shane. I've I've had uh, a number of baseball questions for you today because my kids are playing baseball. I never played a lot of baseball. Um, you seem to know a lot about baseball. You're a, you're a fan of the sport. I'm a fan of sport. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of baseball. I know 
I studied a lot of baseball. I was really into it when I was a kid. That, when I was a kid, that was my favorite sport by far. Still is my favorite sport. What's something um, we would have tried out for the? Didn't you go to like the, the city go, tryout for the Indians? At yeah, one I went to, there was an open tryout my senior year of high school. <clears throat> excuse me, down at the at the Jake at the time, and uh, yeah, anybody that wanted to just show up, I sat around for like four hours. <laughs> I got to take like five balls at second base. And then they like. Did you, did you make all clean plays at second? I, I they got kind of a bad hop. Took it off the chest. Oh, made here the, we go. Made, the, made a good throw. Getting in front of the damn ball. I don't thorn. think that was the difference. It hit a be, pebble. You know. I don't think that was the difference between me making. <laughs> that was the your next one round shot, man. or not? But uh, it was cool just to just to do that. I mean, did, you, did you get any? Yeah. Did you hit any to the warning track at least? I didn't even get to hit. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Didn't even make it to the to the hitting round. No. Did, it, did I not. mean nobody made the team, right? It's just like dad fantasy camp. Well, no, there were they. I mean, there were some legit like there. Was, I remember there was a third baseman from Youngstown State. Like no. you saw him take balls and like that dude's fucking a different level. Than that dude could be in Triple A for ten years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That I don't know if anybody ever be got a, signed. A minor league journeyman. But they, they played like a twelve inning game or something afterwards, and you know, Eric. Remember Eric Leapart? I, I do. With um, he was a really good baseball player. He got to play like in the the game afterwards. But I, I mean, I don't know of anybody personally that got you know brought in for anything more than that. But it was a, it was a cool experience. So did you just sign up for it, or was there some credentials you needed to even be able to? No, show it, was, up? it was literally open. You just showed up. You had to fill out like a, a questionnaire, like you know, where, where do you play? Like, what do you play in the summer, or whatever? Um, but that was about it. Cup. Anybody could have done it. Cup or no cup? Uh, I, I probably, I usually wore a cup. I don't know if I wore one to that. Yeah, I probably didn't wear one to that. But they, when no, I play baseball, they probably I noticed. Wore a cup. Like this guy doesn't wear a cup. He's, he's, he's not, not even wearing a fucking cup. <laughs> what the fuck? He's got this goddamn Italian horn on. He's not wearing a fucking cup. It's just gonna protect you from the. From, it might protect you from evil shot. spirits, but it's not gonna protect you from a line drive to your fucking sack. <laughs> Anywho. Um, tell us about you. Got to go to something really cool here recently. Um, and I get emotional even thinking about it, but you got to go um, with a friend of your son's to a Make-A-Wish event at... Uh, yeah, at- last last Saturday. So unfortunately, my, my son's friend, Jack, um, battling cancer for the, the second time, kind of came back. Um, so everybody say a prayer for Jack Sawyer. But um, the Indians heard a story. There's been a couple of news stories about him and stuff. <clears throat> and they uh, they invited him. And you know whoever we wanted to bring down down a game. So it was last Saturday. We got to sit in the. Um, so he invited um, obviously my son Brian, and then some of his other friends, and then some family members, and I got to go too. And um, pregame, you know, we got to go on the field. His favorite players, Andre Jimenez. So Jimenez came out, signed his jersey, like talked to him for a while. Some of the other players came over, signed balls, hats for all the kids. Um, we got to talk to Chris Antonetti, the GM. We got to talk to um, Tom Hamilton, longtime play-by-play guy for the Indians. And that was the coolest moment. I mean, he's just a legend in Cleveland, and couldn't couldn't have been nicer. Um, we were in the dugout suite. Literally, there's like a piece of glass between us and you know Tito Tito, the coach of the coach of the tribe or the Guardians. Um, was right next to us. See all the players. The ball boys were right in front of us. All the kids got ball, you know foul balls. <clears throat> You know, top it off, they hit, you know, neither hit a home run, three-run homer, two-run homer in the, in the top of the eighth, take the lead, and Jimenez hit a homer. Yeah. Um, 
It was an awesome. We game won. We came back and won yeah. against the Angels. I mean, it it was like I I've I've been to the World Series. I've been to a NBA Finals game, and that was still that was the coolest experience I've been to in a, a sporting event. Yeah. I mean, it it, it could have been like the weather was beautiful. Like it, it was just you know, and then see you know Jack was so excited. He had, he had a good day. He felt good. You know, is smiling. there is there a um a website or a link to Jack's like for donations if anyone's interested in donating? Yeah, I can I can put it on when we send out the the show this time. There's a there's a GoFundMe and then there's a uh, um this page where you could follow his story and everything. Um, it was actually a big. I don't know, well, we got to meet him last year at um the golf outing they did at Little Mountain for him, right? Yeah, they did. There's a another family that unfortunately lost somebody from the, the same type of uh, cancer. And they did the, the golf outing. They do a golf outing, and they started a few years ago annually, and then they, they give it to, you know, they donate the money to somebody different every year, so they did it for Jack, and then, you know, we we played in it last year. So, yeah, you guys got to meet them. Yeah. So, yeah, just just a great family and, you know, yeah. going through a really, really tough time. So, Oof. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. What an awesome – it's just great to hear about professional sports organizations doing that kind of stuff. I mean, and- everybody from the Guardians was like – you know, they met you know the guy meeting us there taking us around the people that like showed us where the suite was like just like first class like everybody was awesome everybody was just like so excited to have us there like they knew everybody knew the story they said like you know hey we've talked to to Jimenez we talked to Tito they know you're coming yeah. like it, it it was it was awesome that's awesome. It, it was so cool just to be a part of it yeah and then they you Very know then cool. they come back and win funny part too not funny but another good story too so like jack got to um they have somebody like bring out the ball so he didn't throw out the, one of the first pitches but he got to like bring the ball out that they're going to use to start the game so they announced his name and you know he waved and everything but he's waiting to do that like a half hour standing behind home plate and uh i text him and say hey jack we gotta we gotta get a bet in on this game so of course so he's like, yeah, let's take the the money line. I'm like, all right. So I put money on the money line. I'm like, it's all, it's all, it is illegal for minors to gamble, by the way. Well, I was just asking his opinion. <laughs> it was my money, I, which I am splitting with him. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to cut that part. Only out. only winnings. Um, then I'm like, hey Jack, who's gonna think he was gonna hit a home run? He's like, yeah, Nate, Naylor and Jimenez. And those are the two guys that hit home runs. Oh, wow. Ding dong. So, like, when they hit him, he's, like, pointing at me. We're like, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it just made it even So, did you, bet, did you bet those guys hit homers? Too? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, that's Yeah, that's awesome. We wish uh, we wish Jack the best, and we'll keep him in our thoughts and prayers for sure. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for sure. What was it like to see, like, pitches at that level, like, coming in? I mean, you're right behind you're plate. You're closer to the plate than the pitcher is. Yeah, I mean, like it, it was so cool, and the guys the on deck circles literally in front of the the dugout suite they were at. Like, you'll be amazed. Like, we see these guys in TV, you know, they're big. Like, like Naylor's ankles and calves. Like, like yeah. you're not surprised when they hit one. You know, four hundred something feet. Yeah, you know, Josh Bell, that guy is enormous. Like, but you got to. I mean, you got to see Otani and Trout. They were yeah, playing Tani the Angels. Trout, I mean, so that's like, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Two, two. Uh, I mean, Trout's a Hall of Famer. Show, you know, Otani probably will be. Um, yeah, see those guys, and you're, you're right there. I mean, we saw them take batting practice. We were on the field, like it's just cool. I mean, me being a baseball nerd, like it was, it was awesome. It was like I had a smile on my face the entire day and night and the next day, and it, it was, it was one of the coolest things I ever got to do. Yeah, 
for awesome. sure. Awesome. We're happy for you. Happy for Jack. I mean, that sounds obviously it was awesome that you guys got to see a great game. It kind of made me think for you guys, what are your is if is there a certain live sporting event you've been to that you can remember that was just like the pinnacle of uh, you know, excitement like which is in your mind the coolest sporting event you've ever witnessed live? Um the, I mean this one is kind of it would be a B-side for most most folks, but I got to go see um, uh, Army Wrestle Navy, and I got to go see them at, do that at Annapolis. And every time I, I watched them, I was in in DC for um, in DC for three years, and I got to I watched them. The first year we were there, they wrestled Annapolis, and then another one up at Hudson High, <clears throat> and then another one in Annapolis and every time it came down to overtime for the heavyweight match and to see those kids are just so invested in that rivalry um and to see it you know and you you see that of course in football um you know once a year and they televise that nationally but to see that rivalry play out in a sport that I love in wrestling and to see that passion and place going absolutely you know absolutely insane for those kids with every win and takedown and and um and and point like uh the fans were you know all of the midshipmen and um so a portion of cadets travel the coaches are you know in class a you know like um um uniform you know on on the sidelines that you know they have numerous wrestling coaches that aren't as gussied up but um means a lot to those kids means a lot to the to the 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 students that are in both of those academies and that was that was really cool to see have you ever gone to the army navy football game never been to the army navy football game and like a lot of people ask me if i'm really into that and i i'm yeah you didn't go to west Point. i'm not because i didn't go to that school you know so i don't i don't really understand it but it was just fun to watch it on the you know on the yeah fringes. i mean i watched the football game and i'm like i i want to go one time just yeah. to experience it i'm not even like i have a you know dog in the fight but yeah yeah, so that that I don't know that was that's one that jumps to the front of my brain. I've seen, uh, God, you know, most of the Steelers games I go and see they lose. <laughs> um, well, I don't so. have to tell you about Browns games. <laughs> yeah, uh, Browns. Game, there's no Browns games that are on my list. I think for highlights. me it was probably when I was four and I was at Lake Placid in the middle of February. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a hockey game between two teams that no. Um, <laughs> I I was because when you were talking about how cool of a game it was, that made me think of the question and then. I'm trying to think in my own mind, like what uh, what it's like the coolest sporting event I've ever been to, and I probably would need more time to think about it. But just recently, in January, I took me and Dan and his son Connor and Howie went and saw the Cavs, and it was a night Donovan Mitchell scored 71. Oh yeah, oh, and gosh, we had like really yeah. good seats. That was Howie's birth, like Christmas gift. Like he wanted to go to a Cavs game, we took him. We got good seats, and they were getting their ass spanked like all the night. Like they were down 30 in the third quarter, and then Mitchell just like started going off. And then like the way that he tied it. Basically, from a forced miss free throw, you know, as time is expiring to a putback that he put in himself, and it was like that place was fucking electric. <laughs> yeah, right. It was great, and like this was like January like fifth, so betting was just recently legalized. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I had Donovan Mitchell for a triple double that game. I had him for like Cavs to win. I had all these different parlays going on, and one of them was like Mitchell to score over forty. And like, and then he had to have over like six threes. It was crazy odds, and like it just kept going ding, ding. <laughs> and like, oh my god! But then the Cavs still had to, like he had he had checked all the boxes, but the Cavs still had to win. And like that's when like there's no way they're gonna win this. 
<laughs> and then cute. and they came back and went and he sent it to overtime. It was just like yeah, and it was cool insane. to see it with my son and like he was going crazy and like his buddy. I mean, the whole place was going absolutely apeshit and it was wild. Yeah. I mean it was one of those places like you everyone stuck around for probably twenty minutes after the game was over, just still like cheering in the stands and going nuts and they were interviewing Donovan Mitchell on the PA and people were still just cheering and cheering and the game was over. And you walk out of there and you're still like the hair on the back of your neck still like standing up because like you just oh, witnessed God, something, yeah. you know, that it was a historic game. I mean, most points yeah. ever scored in a Cavs game. The comeback was crazy. I mean, it was just, it was really, so for me, I don't know if that's the coolest, but it's definitely up oh, there. And yeah. it's like the most recent that I really remember. Got to stand out for sure. Great moments in sports betting history as well. <laughs> I remember that time the the Dallas North Stars covered against the <laughs> on a Tuesday Columbus Blue Jackets in December <laughs> on a meaningless third period goal with three seconds left. Great moments, yeah, that's good. I, I say I've been to, I've been to the Masters, which was I think it's just an awesome experience, but it's not quite the same as like you know a Friday at the Masters versus a. a a game of some sort um but i mean other than that game the other day the probably the the nba finals like the first year we played the um warriors and i sat like in the second row like the free throw line like that was so loud like you couldn't even imagine how loud it was it's it's crazy too you were talking about being so close for the guardians game the other night and just seeing like up close how big and physical these guys are um you know, these families have really good tickets for yeah, Cavs games. And it was like second row midcourt. And then when you, you're that close to these NBA players that are just like free. Like we went to a Lakers game, and at that point Shaq was playing for the Lakers. And just seeing him up close, he's so freaking gigantic. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had like had the good seats this year early in the season, and um, they were playing the Sixers, and like Joel Embiid – was like you know 15 20 feet away and like he is like they're ridiculous yeah. <laughs> like the guys that you see when you're watching the game on tv that are the small guys like darius garland donovan mitchell they're giant like yeah. to, yeah, they're to normal to normal people 11, and they're like the, they're like the the whittle guys yeah. yeah and you don't you don't get well after you see them like that like evan mobley or um really any of those guys i mean they are they are machines like and they're high performance machines and like, you don't wonder why they like a, a sprained ankle <laughs> like that why that happens so much because they're so long they're so heavy and they're jumping like these astronomical heights into the air like and coming down on these limbs that, <laughs> that yeah. are like and they're cutting it it's like oh my gosh and, Speaking of basketball, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch it yet, but last week I watched Air. Have you guys checked that out? I haven't no, watched that, no. I want to watch it. I saw it was it good. Out. Yeah, you guys definitely yeah. check it out. Um, I mean, it's obviously the, the story of how Nike signed Michael Jordan in general yeah. and like how that came to be and the process of doing that. But the thing that was the craziest was um, he was the first athlete to ever request in a contract. So prior to him, like if – say if like at that time converse and adidas were like the two big basketball shoe brands and if you signed mike with converse they would give you x amount of dollars a year to be one of their players and that was it you know maybe a a good amount would be 200 grand a year or something Mm -hmm. but jordan was the first one to negotiate into his contract that not only are you going to pay me this every year but i want a five percent residual of anything that says air jordan sold in perpetuity yeah so 
that being said, like watch a movie, you'll figure out the rest. But then at the end of the movie, you know how on those kind of like historically based movies at the end, they'll show some like sentences or little paragraphs about like, this is what this guy's doing now. This is what this guy's doing now. So to this day, every year, Jordan gets $400 million a year in passive income just from that name. And that's, and that deal that he signed in 1955, that his mother is the one that negotiated basically. How did he do like basketball wise? Did he, he ended up doing well. He ended up doing very (laughs) well. He he made it big. He did okay. He did okay. But it's, it's, it's a fascinating movie. And like Matt Damon, Ben Affleck are in it. Um, I just always like, I think Matt Damon is one of my favorite actors I just enjoy his movies yeah, I like him too Ben Affleck does a good job he plays Phil Knight who was like the CEO of Nike at the time because at that point they had went public so he was and he was kind of on the going out on a limb to like sign Jordan to these kind of contracts because he was no longer the owner he just had to answer to a board you know what I mean yeah so that was kind of, it was kind of a big risk they took and it seems like it paid off alright for him yeah skyrocket fast forward now Phil Knight I just looked up net worth wise as of right now, his net worth is $47 billion. Yeah, let's do something with that. All right, it's the time of the night where uh, we'll wrap up the show. We've got a little different format tonight. Are we talking Rapid Fire 5? Rapid Fire 5? Rapid Fire let's 5. Let's do Rapid Fire 5. I'm going to write that down. RFF. We need to come up with a, like a theme song. Like, Rapid Fire 5! Rapid Fire 5! Boo! <laughs> I think we just did. I'll, I'll have to make that as a drop on the thing so I can just play it next time. Jim and I are, uh, yeah, we have the same sound effect brain, apparently. We do. Pew. You guys have spent a lot well, of time we used, together. We used to use that sound effect for Shane when he would do his like, Italian cowboy dance. Like, so, it's, I mean, that's been, it's been in our repertoire for a while. You did. I think it was some comedian that did something. I, I tried to like repeat it, and it did not come out well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it came out well for Stall and I because we we had some tools in the in the yeah, chest for boy. Yeah. yeah. You gave us so much material, Shane. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's what I'm I'm here for. I guess Stall owes all of his comedy chops to just Shane. Rooming basically Shane. lobbing him softballs <laughs> all day long. Yep. All right. We can do this. I got five questions here. I well, this one's gonna be easy for Jim because I've been a part of some of this, but Mike, I don't know. Ever been in a fight? I've been in a fight. When was the last time? I've been in a fight. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, well, I mean, Jim. <laughs> college was the... Uh, college was probably the last time I was in a fight. It was the time that... Um, I'm not sure who started the fight. It was probably J.J. Husko, but I can remember uh, Justin Kerr went like go go gadget arm over my shoulder and punched the guy like right in his face. I got hit over the head with a beer bottle that did not break. I can remember that. I would say like it sounds like you have a hard head, but you might have a soft head. It, it hit me like in the base of my head, like on my neck. The nape? Yeah. And it was basically just a bat bat to the back of the neck. But that was Quinn's. I think that was probably the last time I got in a fight. Hand hand to hand. Hand to hand combat. Uh, had a lot of verbal fights. Other than the wrestling match I got into with that guy at the Portageon, that was it. <laughs> I would probably like I'd probably the last physical like fight I got into was college. Same deal. Um, I remember pulling you out of several fights and trying to yeah de-escalate yeah. some situations. I remember our freshman year, and I we had I just met Jim and uh, Jamie Moy was dancing on a table down at the the bottom of the last drop. Remember, it had two levels yeah. back in the day before it was melt. And then uh, 
<laughs> I, think, I think I think I I said, Jim, is that Jamie down there dancing with that guy? And he's like, hold this. Because <laughs> me his beard goes down, pulls the guy off the thing, and just starts beating the crap out of him. <laughs> then we all run downstairs. But it's funny, was, I don't remember were, too many fights after you broke up with her for the final time. I mean, you can try to find correlation between that <laughs> if you like, but it was a very volatile time in my life, I would say. Yeah. She was a real wild one. She was a wildcat for sure. Um, Shane? I think the last one I got into was um, middle school. I actually got in some fights with, we brought him up earlier, Nick Mann. Me and him in elementary school got in fights. And then we were friends like later. And then uh, middle school, I remember, a kid named Brad Rowe. It was in the bathroom. And then the bell rang. There were some good punches thrown. Both, yeah. both sides. No, There was no clear winner. And then, uh, yeah, I was late to art class and got uh, detention. <laughs> Bathrooms were bathrooms were the best. Remember, like everybody would like have to go to the bathroom at the same time. Yeah. I, can, I can remember. <laughs> Raise your hand. I can so remember. Andy Meyer had backed up and was seeing how far we could all pee to the urinal. John Schroeder zips up and he's done. He doesn't realize what's going on. Doesn't check his periphery. He walks across like five <laughs> streams of piss on his way to the sink. And then we got to shove in after that. <laughs> I remember, like I think I was in sixth or seventh grade. And there was a kid who was, he was kind of like a, a troubled kid and just like always starting stuff with people. And he, he something happened. We had an interaction, w- which wasn't good. And he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's do this. And prior to that, like I'd never gotten into a fight in my life. And he's like, oh yeah, what are we going to do? So he was like tough talking to me. I'm like, let's do it at, you know, Sean's house after school Wednesday, like it's set. It's on the calendar. I just marked it down. <laughs> Can't back out now. So literally, but, but, but I was nervous. Like, we don't need Don King. I was nervous because like, you know, I'd never fought before. I'd never gotten into a fight. I'd wrestled and stuff, but I never like literally got into a fist fight. And uh, so like, and this was like on Monday. So we had like two days to like train for the fight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you catch and that seen chicken, that you can catch grease. Yeah, so so I got, just... I got sweatpants on. I'm running stairs. I'm doing, you know, I got the jump rope. And, uh, I just remember because I was playing football at the time. Remember in football back in the day, like the padding that you had that was on like your so weird. forearms. Yeah, like the forearms. There was like the, and it was like a, a skin colored rubber. Remember those pads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but it was soft rubber. Like I don't know if yep. they really did anything. But I had a pair of those that were like for hands because I played line at the time. And I'm like, I'm I'm bringing these to the fight because I don't want to like bust my knuckles up. So I'm literally like go over to my friend Sean's house after school. I got these pads on. I'm ready. And this kid shows up. His name is Dave. He was just, he was a little punk. And he shows up. And I'm like psyching myself up all day. Like I'm ready to go. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to win this or not, but like I'm, I'm committed. Like I'm, we're doing this. And he kind of got close. And I'm like, all right, like let's go. Let's do this. And he's just like, you're not worthy. He totally chickened out. And fucking laughed. And or I, did he? He just like. You or know he what? thought I wasn't worth it. But in my mind, I'm like, I, I like that was like a big moment for me because I was like, you know what? I'm standing my ground and like we're, this is gonna happen. I might get beat up. I, I might not. I don't know. But like we're, it's gonna go. And he freaking bailed. And at that after that point, I was just like. Phew. Fuck this motherfucker. I thought you were going to say he showed up, you had you had the pads in your hands, and he had brass knuckles. <laughs> he had a switchblade. I did get into a fight once with a guy who pulled a knife on me, though, and then I threw him through a picnic table. <laughs> so that was fun. All right, next question. Shark diving, bungee jumping, or skydiving? 
Oh. oh. I don't like the sound of any of these, really. Yeah, I don't. I I'm not. Uh, I would go skydiving. That's what I'm. I, I'm going. If I had to do one of them, I'd do skydiving. Yeah, I'd, I'd go skydiving. I definitely wouldn't do shark, the shark diving. I'm. I don't even like going in the ocean. I think there's something like very just in, like imperfect. Like the the scuba system and everything else just kind of frightens me. I don't know. I don't, I've never gone scuba diving. I've gone snorkeling and stuff, but. Yeah, I, I'm always leery about sharks. Um, skydiving. Yeah, I guess that seems a little safer than bungee jumping. Uh, I think you got a little bit better chance to <laughs> to make it. Yeah, bungee jumping. I mean, yeah, I, I would if I had to skydiving would probably be the yeah, one. Yeah, maybe when I was 20 bungee jumping, but I'm never bungee jumping. I'm, you know, like I, it think just I, seems like the people that run those things are just like hippie hillbillies. That yeah. too, and I don't want them fucking with me. Like, oh, it's not connected or anything like that. <laughs> Plus, I mean, let's be honest; it would probably dislocate everything from my oh. hip down. Oh, oh my yeah. back. Like, if I did it now, yeah, like I'd be in traction. <laughs> I just imagine what would crack in my mind. <laughs> yeah. They would just pull my lifeless, limp, paralyzed body up. It might fix my bowed legs, though. Jamie, <laughs> your legs are straight. <laughs> I guess they are. I know you're paralyzed, but your legs are straight. They look great, Mike. <laughs> When we prop you up for this picture, <laughs> your legs are going to be straight. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you got new legs. <laughs> Colonel Mike, you got new legs. <laughs> what, what's something that people wouldn't know that you're afraid of? Um, swimming with sharks, <laughs> skydiving, <laughs> bungee jumping. Skydiving. <laughs> well, I, I'm definitely afraid of snakes. Like... I've gotten better because in our house where we live, we live right behind a park, and there's a lot of snakes, so I see snakes way more than I did growing up. Yeah. My father was afraid of snakes, and he passed that fear on to me because he made snakes out to be like the worst thing you can ever you're like a You're like a modern-day Indiana Jones. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of, but like, I don't like snakes at all. I saw a gigantic one last week. I was taking Cleo, my dog, for a walk in the park behind us. And we got to a point in a path, and we come up to this. Geez, it was probably like a six foot black rat snake, and it was fat. You know, it was. Yeah. I've, seen like, I've seen those around where you live. Like probably, they're, they're big. It was this probably the diameter of like this microphone, and Cleo oblivious. I mean, she's not a smart dog, and I'm trying to do everything I can to like just get this snake off the path because I have, I'm kind of running late already. I need to get home, and I'm prodding this thing. I'm throwing six at, and this snake like anything I do to it, it's just looking at me like. Uh-uh. I, ain't, I ain't moving. I ain't doing anything. So needless to say, like we decided to turn around and take a half hour like <laughs> roundabout way because we pussied out. I remember that I wrangled that snake in my uh, home oh my in God. South Carolina. I saw a video of that. That was amazing. <laughs> with, with like a goldfish net, yeah, like a butterfly it net. Was, it was a child's toy like fly, like butterfly catcher <laughs> net. It was like one scoop up, spin, and like threw the whole thing into the into the trees. It was, it was, it was a, an Indian star catcher. When you get when you get a snake like that into a child's toy, you realize there's nothing keeping it in there except centrifugal force. So I started to spin around. It was like a hammer throw. <laughs> it was. It was exactly a hammer throw. I started to spin around and uh, and around and around, and then I finally let go. Did you let the whole net? Everything. everything. Yeah. And Owen immediately was like, "Dad, that's my that's my net." You went full send. <laughs> I went went full send on the snake going out. Um, I uh, I you know if if I'm down in the basement. And I'm turning off the light. 
You're scared of the dark? Boogeyman? I am hauling ass up the stairs. <laughs> for, for a guy that almost got attacked in a porta potty in Afghanistan. I know. But it's just, it's my imagination, right? Like, I just, I go down there thinking the worst. And I'm just like, there's ghosts down here. I know. I mean, I mean I, there's got to be a ghost. I mean, there's probably a, a there's dead. There's probably multiple ghosts. There's probably a dead bride behind me right now. I know it. So I'll just turn up the light. <laughs> run up the stairs and it's funny because all the all the boys are the same way if owen is downstairs i tell him to turn off the light he comes barreling <laughs> you hear him upstairs like <laughs> he's like what no, no it's cool. i was like that too though growing up they're like our basement in my parents home it's old like the it's old you know it's dingy and anytime i'd have to go down there same thing as soon as those lights go off it's like <laughs> zip <laughs> Yeah, what about you? Because that's when the ghosts come out, when the lights are off. Yeah, exactly. exactly. This is a good segue to my next question, but real quick, um, Jim stole my thunder, but snakes, but only if I know like there's venomous snakes around. Like when I'm in Arizona, you're going to get bit and find out? Or South Carolina. Well, like when I'm around here, I know there's not really venom. I mean, there's some, but there's really not venomous snakes you're going to run into, so I'm not overly concerned. But if I know there's venomous snakes somewhere, like. I'm not going hiking like somewhere where there might be venomous snakes. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not, not even like so. Cobra Commander was always like big fear for you. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any GI would be. But like golf, go, I've golfed Destro. in like Vegas and Arizona, and like if I'm if, if it's not green, I'm not even going looking for my ball. Like, there's like no chance. Yeah. So segue into the next question. Ever seen a ghost? In the basement? Or you, you've got it out of there pretty quickly? Uh, I don't know. I don't like the Gosh, look on your face. You know, I, you or do you ever think you saw a ghost? Um, I can't say. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. Not one that, you know, I think I've seen. I think my mind has played tricks on me. Um, but I don't I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen like an apparition or anything like that. I, uh. Although the yeah no I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no in, in the sake of rapid rapid fire five I um yeah nothing to really speak of I mean it definitely wasn't like a wispy like like thing like that or anything like what the fuck did you see <laughs> I didn't when I, I like was, there's something in there you want to talk about but it was this uh it was this weird experience that i had after i w- i had just wrestled in the state tournament and uh um i was i was in the locker room and i was in there with uh, my buddy matt tierney and i i was getting changed and i had this conversation with this guy <laughs> and he's like and tierney's like three feet away from me was his name moonlight graham <laughs> It was, it was a scenario just like that, like where where he's like, "Hey, that was a real great match out there. You got a lot to be proud of." And I was like, "I appreciate that. Thank you very much, sir. I, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try it again next year, and you know, hope for the best." And he's like, "You know, I just think whatever you do in life, you, you everything's going to turn out just great." And I was like, "Well, I appreciate that. Thank you." And then I and I was like, "Who the hell was that guy?" And Tierney's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Who are you talking to?" 
like literally that that like whole situation and i don't know i to this day i don't know who that's that a guy goat. that's a ghost <laughs> that's a goddamn that's ghost i'm, I'm even apparition of some sort. i'm hesitant to even say anything about it like i don't know who it was why and that's just that's a weird that's probably the weirdest like story i have to tell about that type of thing but yeah, like it was like an angel or al pacino <laughs> <laughs> Al Pacino. And if we had gotten the conversation a little further, he would have tried to, you know, make me his minion. <laughs> what do you say we hit the shower again, Mike? <laughs> hoo <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I've had anything that I can think of. Shane, yeah. you've got a ghost story to tell. I, I, do, I don't. I don't. I was just curious if you, if you guys did. Um, you made me spill my fucking guts out. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's an amazing story, but it's also wild. It is wild. Like, what... Tierney, even to this day, will we'll tell you, that, like, what? I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. I do have a vivid memory that I always think about this. My my great-grandmother, when I, was, when I was a little kid and I was, like, sick or something, my parents worked, I would go stay with my great-grandmother. She made me uh, you know, chicken noodle soup and made me drink warm milk because I was supposed to make you feel better. <laughs> Out of a <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Here you go, little Shaney. <laughs> was her uh, breast? <laughs> it was not breast. <laughs> Is that why you started throwing meatballs? <laughs> It finally came back. We pulled it full circle. <laughs> no, this is my great. I'm not sucking on that titty anymore. <laughs> and you can keep your goddamn meatballs. I don't want your more milk. I don't want your meatballs. But she had such a vivid, vivid story. She told me of seeing what she said was God, or maybe in my mind it was more of an angel of like a white ghost type person that she said she saw God. So I never did, but my grandmother always told me she thought she saw God in this certain situation. Hmm. I don't know, but I, I have a vivid picture of like she described it. <laughs> did so you, perfectly. Did your great grandmother like to drink a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tucking back on the uh, the paisano a little bit. She did there. end up with Alzheimer's pretty bad, so maybe <laughs> maybe that had something to do with it. Did it look like uh, it looked like Pat Sajak yeah, from did, Wheel of Fortune? Did God resemble Samuel L. Jackson at all? <laughs> All right, I, I got to pick one of these last two. I'm not sure which is the the best one. Um, so, so much for rapid fire. Yeah, we didn't do so good with that. Do you have a Do you have a secret obsession that people don't really know about? Again, we should, we should end the podcast. Right now. <laughs> when I was a kid, I I mean, I think I was developing like OCD. Like as a kid, I can remember like if I would, um, it was specifically if um. Uh, like I, I, there was a staircase in my house and if I would round the staircase in a certain way and I would brush my left hand on the, the post, I would go back and I would brush my right hand on the post and then I would walk over like weird things like that. Um, Melissa, <laughs> Melissa always laughs because sometimes I'll just, I'll just try and line up all my fingers perfectly. <laughs> just like this. And like, just see if I, see if I can get them like, just like this. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, see, you're good. At that. And I don't know if like there's a competition for this type of stuff, but <laughs> I've been at the fair next year, state fair. We're gonna have a, we're gonna set that up. So uh, she'll wake you at the best. She'll wake up. She woke up to me like, uh, uh, like on our honeymoon. I can't do it <laughs> on, on our honeymoon or something like that. And it was like in the morning, and she was still asleep, but I was I was lying lying on my side just doing this. I can't do it. Yeah, that's, that's normal. That's a trick, Mike. I don't know how you do that. It's like a party trick. Or like if I like if I would go up a, a set of stairs like on my and use my right foot first 
I would go back down and use my left foot and then go back. I'm, like, I, I, have a, I, I would a, do weird stuff. I have like a that. weird one like that in the sense that like if I go upstairs, not downstairs for whatever reason, but when I'm going upstairs, like I always count how many stairs I'm going. One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And then so I've gotten really good at counting. We're all reason. we're all screwed up. What about you, Shaner? I used to, going back when I was a kid too. I used to have a obsession that like I thought you were going to say Shania Twain, but anyway. <laughs> no. you know about that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought like if something like I'm watching something or doing something like and I'm sitting a certain way that like I have to stay like that. Oh, or it's gonna like mess up like like the Earth spin and that's not going to happen again. No, like, I do that for every Steelers game. <laughs> If they yeah, get a first like, down and I'm sitting a certain way, I'm not moving until commercial break. Like those Pepsi commercials, wasn't it like Pepsi commercials? It was like, it was it was something along those lines. And yeah. I I was like so like deep into that that like every game I was watching, if like my team scored a run, it was like I had to stay in that seat and I couldn't get up till like the game was over. Like I'm pretty sure that's Scientology. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it might be. But uh, who knows? That's probably the thing I can think of. That's probably. Right. I, I do that too, though, like a little bit like golfing now, like practicing before a round if I'm like warming up, hitting putts or drives and chips or whatever. On the putting green, like before I go to tee off, like, all right, I need to like make this, you know, it'll be like a, a three foot putt, just an easy one for the most part that you would hope would be an easy one. And like in my mind, I think like I have to make this and this, if I do, it'll be a good round. And if I don't, like, then I'll, inevitably I might miss it. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Oh, here we then, but, then I, but then I do like a, a mind game, like you know, it doesn't matter. This is stupid that I'm even saying this. Like, let's just move on. <laughs> let's just move on. Yeah, that's kind of how I got out of that because I'm just like, this is stupid. I can't do this anymore. I'm not. I'm not thinking about this anymore. I mean, but. it's really just a waste of time. It is. It is. But it was like I was deep into it. But it's so sure. weird how people's brains work, like, and the thoughts that you have. And I mean, no, that, that's so a whole screwed. different podcast, like superstitions. But. Like when I used to play play baseball, like, especially in high school, like. I put on my like socks, stirrups, shoes in the same exact order every time. I wasn't even that good. Like it's not even like it helped me do anything better, but it was like the same exact order every single time. Yeah. Like just weird things like that. Well, speaking of uh speaking of time and wasting time, thanks for cutting weight with uh with us here at the cabin. It was a pleasure, guys. It really yeah, it was. was. I like the, the little, little old school. I think we learned some stuff about each other. Yeah. Enjoy your uh, Memorial Day, guys. We'll see you around the turn. Yep. See ya. This is a pretty long outro. <laughs> it's going to go through this quite a bit. It's just trying to make connection. Like Just like we're trying to connect with all our listeners, Mike. This, is, this song just reminds me of Steve Buscemi putting lipstick on. <laughs> How are you? Have you been alright? Lonely, 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 lonely nights. That's what I'd say. I'd tell you everything. If you pick up that telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. How you feel?